tell us what you want, all right? Hello everyone, welcome to Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry, and with me tonight is the ever quotable Jay. You're all my children now. Uh, well, I am younger than you. And the Silent Hill biker himself, Kenneth. Hi! That was super kawaii. And you call me daddy. I do call you daddy sometimes. I call a lot of people (laughs) daddy, to be fair. Daddy issues. I thought I was... Um... So anyway, Jay, what have you been up to this week? Well, I went to go see Upgrade yesterday. Uh, not really horror. It's like sci-fi, but it's directed by uh, the guy that did the original Saw. Not James Wan, the other one. The other guy that wrote it, Lay Lay Wennell. I don't know how to say his name. That half of the Saw team. Uh, it's kind of like RoboCop-ish, except more different. I don't really know how to explain it. Uh, guy gets into an accident, comes a quadriplegic. Jeez, I can't say that word. Doctor gives him a chip that allows him to walk again. Chip, turns out, has a really intelligent AI and tries to help him solve his wife's uh, murder in the, the case of who turned him into a quadriplegic. And it also allows him to fight really, really good. And so it's got some really cool action scenes. Uh, it's got some decent gore in it. I enjoyed it. Word. All right, then. Uh, Kenneth, what have you been up to this week? Um, not really a whole lot. I mean, you know, working and stuff like that. But uh, I finally got around to watching that movie Ex Machina, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I think I am. And uh, it was a really, really good film. It, 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 it fucking got to me on a personal level, you know, because I'm really, I'm really into, you know, like sex dolls and stuff like that. And so, <laughs> but seriously, no, damn. The reason why it got to me on a personal level is because, damn, this guy that in the movie, he fucking he he thinks that there's something special about him. And so he gets, you know, to to check out A.I., the the birth of A.I. And uh, to me, that's really, really cool. But also at the same time, I didn't realize when I was watching it that the guy that wrote and directed the movie has been a part of some of my other uh, favorite films, uh, like, um, you know, he did, he wrote 28 days later and he wrote, uh, sunshine, which are two of my favorite movies. And, uh, so, you know, I don't think that we as horror fans or, or as film fans altogether really take the time to give credit to the people that write these movies, because a lot of times, you know, we're all fucking, we all get hard ons for people like, you know, the directors like Ridley Scott or, 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 or people like that. And they, they, they bring the vision to life. Yeah. But at the same time, a lot of times those there, there, there's no story. There's no, there's no outline for them to bring to life without a writer. And so I just, I want to take the time to think about that, you know, because there are a lot of times, you know, like Ridley Scott didn't write the alien movie. You well, know what Dan I'm saying? Bannon? Yeah. If, if I'm not mistaken and I could be wrong, and I think it's Dan O'Bannon. Dan and O'Bannon, if I'm not okay. right. And if I'm not mistaken, that's the same dude that wrote uh, return of the living dead and directed it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but we, we don't pay attention to that. The only thing that when, when we bring up the alien films is Ridley Scott. I think it's because with a lot of movies, you have a lot of times you have a few different people who worked on the story in the script 
And so it's easier to just focus on the director because there's one director as usually there is a lot of times there can be a few different, uh, you know, who the story was by, who wrote the script, who did dialogue, who did, like there's so many hands in the pot when it comes to actually making the script. But you're right, we do need to actually focus a bit more on who actually started, you know, writing it. I mean, like I was saying, I mean, the dude that did Ex Machina, not only did he do, you know, uh, Sunshine and 28 Days Later, he wrote the novel for The Beach. And I don't know if y'all have ever seen that movie with them, uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in it. That movie's fucked up, but it's amazing. No, I haven't seen that movie. It's really, really good. And he also did uh, the new Dread movie, which I actually really enjoyed. Oh, the new oh, Dread movie is amazing. That's a fantastic film. Yeah, he wrote the screenplay for that. And here's here's a good one. He wrote the fucking story for the new Devil May Cry video game. The one what? where they tried to reboot it. I actually really enjoyed that game. Hmm. And he wrote the fucking story for that. And so it's like when I when I found out all these things when I was watching after I, when I was watching the special features for Ex Machina I was like wow I, it blew my mind because like like given a good example like 28 days later the only thing that I ever did was have a hard on for Danny Boyle because Danny Boyle was the guy that directed it he directed that he directed Train Spotting you know but I never really gave credit to the fact that Danny Boyle didn't come up with the idea he just made it into a great vision yeah, who, um, is Ex, Ex Machia is like a sci-fi thriller, right? Yeah. Okay. And the crazy thing is, is there's only like fucking a grand total of four actors in the entire movie. You know what they called it in Italy? Mm. Ex Mamma Mia. No, they did not. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a Royale with cheese. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, I, I like... I don't. I guess I, you're right. People don't talk about the writers a lot, but I am one of the kinds of people who will look at the writing credit, and if it's somebody's work I've enjoyed in the past, then I'll get even more hype for it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like I've never, I've never until recently, I've also never taken the time to pay attention to like uh, producers on stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like producers, I can go either way. Uh, there are some people, it just depends, but a lot of the times the producer is just the person throwing money at it. And sometimes right. that's sometimes that's not a good thing either. Sometimes they're like, produce from the same people that brought you Transformers 4. I'm like, cool, won't watch that. <laughs> but, I mean, I've, it's like I've never really paid attention to, like, like what I was saying about producers. I'm, I, from that standpoint, I don't pay attention to that as for how good the movie's going to be. But then again, you, you, you don't pay attention until you start looking at it, how long some of these people have been in the business. Like, for instance, uh, Gail Ann Hurd. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She's fucking one of the producers on The Walking Dead. She's also produced all kinds of other shit. Like, she produced Tremors, the first Tremors movie. Damn, yeah, I will say yeah. I, I rarely ever look at producers. Right, and uh, see, I never used to either until I started seeing some of the same names on these movies that I've been watching recently. And I'm like, man, what the fuck? You know, and it's and the thing about it is, is it's it's one of those things that you, you once you start getting into it, you start realizing how deep the rabbit hole goes further than what you think it does as a horror fan. And, you know, I only say that about horror because a lot of times you see the constant of people throughout different subgenres of horror. And I found that interesting. Fair enough. Maybe we need to do we need to do like a spotlight on a a writer at some point. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I'd be down for that. We'd I'd have to do. figure out who, but 
Yeah, well, we'll figure it out. So, uh, as for me this week, I have been watching a lot of Dario Argento films, kind of going through all my Blu-rays I've had, watching a lot of his uh, Giallos, and I've been watching a, a couple of other Giallos by a few other directors. Um, like today, I watched um, New York Ripper by Lucio Fulgi, who we all know from Zombie. Um, How was and- it? Uh, it's really good if you like it's a lot of people there's a big debate whether it's a slasher or a giallo but um i definitely think it's a giallo um because it does have a, a big mis- mystery which is the big thing with giallos but if you want to get into giallos and you want an easier way to get into it and you like slashers that one might be easier for you to get in uh it's fulci so there's a lot it, there's a lot of sleaze there's, of course, an eye scene, and your killer quacks like a duck. So there's that. <laughs> That's um, awesome. And then Does I it also. Got nudity in it? Uh, yes, it has yeah, a so lot of nudity. It's of it. sleazy. Um, and then I also watched uh, Stage Fright, which was okay. It was cool. To see the killer gets to wear an owl hat head. So he was mm-hmm. like an owl all the time. But I've been watching a lot of Dario Argento films. Um, I, 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 I've watched um, Cat O'Nine Tales. Inferno, Suspiria, The Bird with Crystal Plumage, Deep Red, Tenebrae, um, Opera, which, guys, Opera is one of the best movies I've ever seen, except for it randomly starts playing 80s hair metal, like when the killer, like, attacks someone, and it is so, no, it takes you so bad out of the film. I want us to do Opera, because... I need to see if it's maybe just because I don't like hair metal, but it just takes me out of the movie every time it fucking happens. I got a friend of mine that does opera. Um, dude, it's fucking impressive in the movie. Uh, but opera was really fucking good, and Tenebrae is probably my favorite Argento movie. And I also finally got around to watching my uh, 4K restoration of Suspiria uh, that, that, awesome. that Synapse put out. That is the most beautiful movie like that is the most beautiful transfer I have ever fucking seen. It is drop dead, flawlessly gorgeous. I was fucking blown away because um, I had I hadn't watched it since I got it because I right before I got it I went and saw a thirty five millimeter print run of Suspiria in theaters so I didn't really have the urge to watch it. But since I was going through all my uh, Dario Argento movies anyway, I figured why the hell not. And so I watched it last night and or night before I think it was Friday night but um yeah uh if you do not have the synapse uh release of Suspiria I highly recommend it it is one of the prettiest looking blu-rays you will ever see it is uh, it looks better than my John Wick on 4K like nice. it's a 4K restoration but it's not a uhd blu-ray disc and it still looks better than my uhd blu-ray disc huh it's fucking phenomenal oh um, yeah which reminds me like the last argento movie i've got to watch right now is phenomena which has got uh jennifer connelly and um uh the fuck uh guy who played loomis in halloween yeah that guy uh um um um, um. how am i forgetting his name he's fucking damn it donald donald pleasant donald pleasant there you go there you go donald duck um and if you heard all that racket that was me grabbing the case <laughs> right in front of me 
I guess I could have done that too. I have, I have it sitting behind me. Um, so yeah, I've been uh, getting. I'm I'm just in a big giallo kick right now. If you don't know what a giallo is, it's basically uh, murder. It's a restaurant mystery. that I deliver to. It is. It uh, is chocolate is my favorite. My favorite giallo. Uh, it's a. It's basically murder mystery movies that were really popular in the 60s and 70s in Italy. Uh, Mario Bava is like held as like one of the creators of it, and Argento like. All of his big movies are all uh, giallos. That's what Argento got famous for. But yeah, so I've just been watching all of those um, to kind of just because I've been chilling out all week. So it's been fun. And I've also watched the movie we're reviewing literally uh, like three times this week. Oh, I've watched it once, but I've seen it so many times that I really. Yeah, you I know watched what I'm it saying? once as well. The but first... By the way. Before we get into it, I'm sorry, Jerry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, go ahead. Uh, actually, well, I kind of did. Um, <laughs> At least you're on. Sorry, you I'm talking now. By the way, did you? All right, neither one of y'all said anything. Did y'all watch that trailer that I sent you for the new Tremors TV show? No, I don't want to watch it because that... it's canceled. Yeah, I've watched the trailer before. I don't. I don't want to watch it. It's canceled. I don't want to see what I could have had. I'm done. I see. I didn't know that it was canceled. I oh had never yeah, shit, it got canceled. Of, well, maybe if you would watch our new show that we produce, you, you would, would know. know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I haven't watched it because like I want to watch it. I really do. But at the same time, it's canceled, and I don't want to watch it and be like, "Fuck, I really want to see this." I'd rather just yeah, not know. I feel it I now. Feel it. Now, Kenneth, had you had known that it was canceled, would you have watched the trailer? hell yeah really even though you yeah because then i at least got a fucking minute and a half of something to ski to okay i mean a minute and a half i mean that's longer than i last so i'll just put it on repeat oh okay there you go that way (laughs) that way you know the by the second time it repeats through it gives me a whole three minutes and i'm usually done by then nice three minutes man you're fucking god over there right but no i mean i mean and you're right i should watch i should watch y'all's I assume that's the uh, news from the news or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I should. Uh, I should watch that. You know, considering that uh, I'm a part of Kill the Cast and all the 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 brand, but uh, yeah, I just hadn't got around to it. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, that's I would right. like some episodes or some feedback, though. I always like feedback. Yeah. So, guys, uh, if you haven't been checking out news from the news on our YouTube channel, has Jay and I covering a bunch of news topics. Uh, the videos could be anywhere from 10 minutes to 20 minutes, depending on how much news we have. Sometimes we got nothing left. This past week, not only did I just not feel good all week, but I had very little to go off of. Even though, once again, Jay, as soon as I recorded and sent it to you, the you next day, Scream Factor is like, oh, here's the rec collection. I'm like, oh, thanks, fuckers. I appreciate That's okay. that. Save it for next time. I will. I've got it for next time. Oh, uh, that reminds me, since you bring up the rec collection... I watched that movie on what? <laughs> since you brought up the Red Collection, I watched that movie on fucking Netflix called Veronica. Have y'all talked about that on News from the News? No, no, that's, that's, that's that was old, old news by the time we started doing it. Okay, I fi- I finally all right, I hadn't heard about that either. You can you can see how much I keep on. You are keep not in our yeah, show. Facebook our groups. show is perfect for you then. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. So that way I can keep up on current events. But I finally watched the movie, and I actually wish that I could have been a part of the Twitter f- tweets for how scary that movie was supposedly. Yeah, that's one of those movies. I feel like every couple months there's a movie that comes out that people are like, "This is the scariest horror movie ever," and then like 
when that came out, I heard so many like normal people be like, it was so scary. But all my horror friends I asked, they were like, eh, it was okay. Dude, I put it to you like this. You know how much I love long drawn out fucking horror movies. I fell asleep. Oh, wow. Shit. While I was watching it. So <laughs> I th- honestly think a lot of those headlines were misleading. They said, this is the movie that's so scary. Everyone's turning it off. I think that's what I think what they're doing is just looking at the view because Netflix can see how many people view a movie, how long they view it for typically, if they watch the whole thing or not. And I think they just took the data that people were stopping watching this movie and then spun it into a hype train to get more people to watch it. I don't know, dude, because people were actually tweeting that they were turning it off midway through the movie because it was so scary. People were actually tweeting it. And the only thing that I could think of is I was just like, this has got to be a PR campaign. I, I actually hate I really hate when they do when that's how they advertise a movie because it sets an act for people who aren't like me and Jerry. I don't know if how, how you are with this, Kenneth, but for people like me and Jerry who can separate a movie from what everyone else is saying about it, it's fine. But for everybody else, it sets this expectation in their head that they're now going to watch the scariest thing they've ever seen. And then when it's not, they hate it, even not maybe not in this case, but even when it's a good movie, the hype is fucked with their heads so much that they're just like nope this wasn't scary so it must be garbage and they don't give it a fair shot so i hate when movies advertise themselves like that and hereditary's doing it and i'm really really looking forward to hereditary the trailer looks amazing and it looks original and it actually looks like it could be scary in the way like the exorcist was scary but it's now it's hyping itself up and i think it's going to put undue uh what's the word i'm looking for expectations on people well, see, the bad thing about uh, about that, you know, I try to do the same thing. You know, there are some times where a movie gets hyped up so much and then I see it and I'm just like, okay, that was just a fucking waste of the hype. And it has happened to me before. Jerry knows it because there was, there's been a couple of times where I called him up and I'm like, man, fuck, what the, what the fuck? That's just it. That's all I got to say is what the fuck. But at the same time, you know, like this movie, I'm not going to deny the fact that there were elements of it that were decent. You know, it, there were. But at the same time, I'm just like, okay, the main reason why I watched the movie is because if if you've got all these people from a regular audience that are saying this is one of the scariest things that they've ever seen, I'm not watching the movie to, to fucking be afraid and hoping that I'm going to be afraid and hoping that it's going to be the greatest thing I've ever seen. That's not the reason why I'm watching it. I'm sitting there and I'm watching through it just to see how stupid these people really are that they're saying this shit. Because And, and that might be wrong of me to think that of the general audience. But at the same time, I've said it before, don't give the general audience that much credit. And so that's exactly why I watched it, because I was just like, okay, I really want to see how shot out these people are to think that this would be something scary. In con- in comparison to some of the shit that you, Jay, have watched, that Jerry has watched, and that I have watched. Because all three of us have watched some seriously shot out shit. Yeah, well, the problem with what's scary and what's not scary, that's all in the eye of the beholder. What's scary to you might not be scary to someone else. Yeah, so but generally, generally, but, when it comes to certain things, when it comes to certain things throughout cinema history, there there is a standing amongst everyone about certain movies. Like, you know, we'll go to one of my favorites. At the time period and up until now, everybody gives the almost. There are some people out there that don't. But for the most part, the majority of horror fans and regular audience members give the credit to The Exorcist for being a, a, an extremely scary movie. You know what I'm saying? And then you've got other ones that are, that are the exact same way. It's My mom is petrified of Hellraiser. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? And 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 we can say the same thing. You know, at some point in time, I don't know about you two, but at some point in time, Pinhead has scared me at some point in time in my life. You know what I'm saying? And it may have been when I was younger. It definitely doesn't now. Now I look at it for the fucking just absolutely masterful art that it is. But, you know, things like that. But there are movies out there that are just all the way around. Fuck with people. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is another one. You know what I'm saying? There's never been a moment. Some people out there say that it sucks, but the fucking per, the the percentage of that is very small. Uh, everybody else always remembers it as being one of the scariest movies of all time. I don't particularly find it to be one of the scariest movies of all time, but I also think that Texas Chainsaw Massacre has its place in horror history. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. On the thing Jay said about the the spin, Netflix spinning, I saw an article the other day that was like. These are the scariest horror movies on Netflix, according to Netflix, that people can't finish. And I'm like, how do you determine if it was they didn't finish it because it was scary or they didn't finish it because it was bad? They can't. Like, like I said, it's just them guessing. Yeah, it's just them spinning spinning it. But yeah, I guess that's a good way to spin it if you're going to do it. Um, so Technically, you're not lying. Yeah. So, uh, all right, guys, let's get into it. The movie we are doing tonight is a. They couldn't figure out from my quote, and I've got some bad news for them. <laughs> well, if they didn't know from the title of the episode, I've also well, got that bad true, news for them. I guess um, I forgot that they see that. <laughs> but uh, since we've been talking for twenty minutes, it's a nice formality to be like, "Hey guys, guess what? Here's the title again." Anyway, we're doing a Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two: Freddy's Revenge. Now, before this week, I had seen this movie once when I was younger, and I remember jack shit from it. Um, like I said, I'm not a big fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street series, so besides like one and three, and maybe New Nightmare, I haven't seen most of them except for like once or twice before. This one I had only seen once, and now uh, after this week, I have seen this movie four times. So... What does that say about me? I don't know. Uh, it says I the really, same. really like this movie. <laughs> uh, I was going to actually say the opposite of that, that it just stands to reason for the, for how many times you've said over and over and over again, how much you dislike the Nightmare on Elm Street series. So it's no surprise that you've only seen this movie accumulated of four times in your entire life. Yeah. And three of them being this week. Right. <laughs> um, so... Let's let's get into it uh, with some background information. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, came out in 1985, directed by Jack Shoulder. It is the second installment of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. The screenplay was by David Chaskin. That's really important because all the homosexual uh, stuff in here is all his fault. Um, it stars... <laughs> fault? Mark... Fault? Or... Or... We'll get into it. I don't want to... We'll, we'll get into it. Uh, it stars yeah. Mark Patton... Kim Myers, Robert Russell, and Robert England's Freddy Krueger. Patton plays uh, Jesse Walsh, a teenager who, after moving into the home of Nancy Thompson, begins to have reoccurring nightmares of Freddy Krueger, who is out to possess him in order to kill in the real world. It is a sequel to A Nightmare on Elm Street, and it is followed by Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. This film grows $29.9 million at the North American box office off of a budget of $3 million. It is a 5.4 IMDb rating, and it is ranked number five in the franchise, according to IMDb, only beating out Freddy's Dead, 
Friday, uh, Freddy's Dead, uh, number five, The Dream Child, and the remake. Mm. That's not how I have them ranked, but that's okay. Um, well, if I had them ranked, I don't know. They'd all uh, be in the garbage. They'd all be in the garbage, <laughs> except for this one. Because you know what? I fucking love this movie. Holy I shit. I understand this now. This Mark is so much better than the first fucking movie it is truly scary there are some really fucking creepy and unsettling scenes in this movie the whole stoned no i am a (laughs) hundred percent sober i am about to defend the fuck out of this movie i mean don't get me wrong i I enjoy the movie it's just you know i mean like there's there's problems with the movie but most of them are just like stupid technical goofs like why are they wearing the same clothes over and over every day? That makes no fucking sense. Um, why do they reuse the same scene of them doing push-ups twice? Don't try to act like that's their gym clothes. Those are the same exact people walking in the background. I can fucking tell. Um, and it's like, there's a scene where he's like, I'm going to go out for a while. And his dad's like, no, I want you to finish this room. His dad is wearing red and khaki and he's wearing a yellow shirt. Literally the next day when the bird scene happens, they're wearing the exact same fucking clothes. And it is the next day. It is clearly the next day. Far into the day. Like, after school, all that shit. So what, did he wear the same clothes fucking two days in a row, both him and his dad? Hey, man, considering yes. everything that's been going on in their house, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and their, their fucking hellhole of a fucking... Why was her diary left in the fucking house? That makes absolutely no goddamn sense. No, literally, the house is the scene of a crime. Are you sure you it like is... this movie? Uh, yes. Uh, they're okay. The, the two biggest things that make no sense to me, it, one of them's serious, and that is the diary. It makes no sense that it's there. There was no reason we saw we would see a diary in the first fucking movie. The only good thing the diary does in this movie is it makes me believe the relationship in the first movie was actually better than the first movie made it seem. Because now I'm actually, you know what? Maybe open mouth horror of a Nancy actually did love Johnny Depp because. She was having fucking sexy writing time like Anne Frank in her diary, yet uh, in the fucking movie, she couldn't even hold his fucking hand. So I'm just saying, if you think my Anne Frank comment is is out the wall, they just recently, I don't know if you saw the articles, but they found, uh, they decoded pages or found pages that she had marked out and it was basically her making sex jokes. Nice. Uh, So yeah, it's about that. So like, that's one thing. And the other thing I don't understand is, when he's sleeping in the classroom and the snake gets on him, the teacher starts blaming him for the snake. And it's like, he didn't go get the snake and be like, I, can, I just can't nap without Snakey. Like, how did the one, how did the snake get there? If the snake got out of its pen, that's the teacher's fault. Pretty sure that's the teacher's fucking responsibility. So quit blaming the student. I get it because and you never really see Grady get up to go put the fucking snake I don't, on. If Grady would have got up to put the snake on, everyone would have noticed. Unless he did it, like, when they first got into the classroom before they all sat down. And if that's the case, I want to know how long it takes to do a speech about how we uh, form uh, our shit to leave our body. Which also, for some reason, brings up the heart also. Uh, I don't understand where his speech was going, is what I'm saying. But nonetheless, I... I fucking really, really love this movie. Because you know what? I actually also... I watched Dream Warriors this week also. And didn't like Dream Warriors. Oh! Dream Warriors is, it, like, 
Oh, like, God damn, that hurts so bad. It's not scary. It's not entertaining. They're, like, there's, how can like, you not? If not anything else, okay, I understand that you don't find it scary because I don't find Dream Warrior scary at all either. But how can you not find it entertaining? I mean, I mean, it just is too goofy for me. It fucking like you, really? You want to compare part three to like part six? Freddy's Dead. You want to talk about Goofy? I, I'm not that. saying that. That's, you didn't say like, Freddy's it, Dead is good though. Yeah, so it gets worse. <laughs> the whole series gets worse. Two is the pinnacle of the series. Two is as I good don't as know, it man. gets. Four was pretty damn good. Um, I like. Okay, so uh, I like uh, two because two is genuinely creepy. Freddy Krueger is actually scary. Mark Patton is a fucking hell of an actor. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, I met I, I met him, man. At the I first feel phase of the sick. Dead. He's fucking, he's a real sweet guy. And damn, he talked to me for damn 20 or 30 minutes. And, uh, you know, it was crazy because it, it, it almost seemed like when I first got there that he, that nobody else really knew who he was. And I was like, how do you not know? I mean, I mean, like he's the fucking, you know, the male screen queen. Yeah. Everybody knows him as that. How do you not know? And the cool thing about it was he didn't charge me for my autographs or nothing. I Took don't a picture understand. With me. That's cool. Yeah, like, dude. I mean, he was cool as shit. I don't get the hate for this movie. Like, I get like the the whole gay nightmare thing. I get that. I'm I'm. I was sitting there like, this isn't that gay. And then the the gym teacher in leather takes a bunch of balls <laughs> to the face before getting whipped to death by towels. I was like, okay, yes, maybe it's, it's a little gay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm not saying I immediately went out and sucked a dick after I watched the movie, but a few hours <laughs> afterwards, I was kind of jonesing. Um, I mean, when you got the two guys wrestling around on the ground and one of them has his ass hanging out, I mean, you know. Yeah, you know what? There's two <laughs> two instances of just straight up male ass in this movie. And the one time, the two times there's possibly titties, you see nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, it's like you get you get further and further into it, and the more that you watch, you're just like, yeah, he's inside <laughs> of me. He wants my body. Yeah, I kind of want Mark Patton's body. Uh, <laughs> Reese said he looked like a, a discount uh, Kevin Bacon, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Hey, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I could see that. But uh, yeah, so okay. Um, who wants to who wants to jump in first and talk about some things they love about this movie? I'll go. Okay, I'll go. Jay, take this. So I don't I clearly don't love this as much as you do. Um and I think well, I know because why you, you I think hate I gays. No, I think I love gays. I kiss <laughs> them all the time and let them put it in my butt. Um I think you love this movie so much because it's out. not like any of the other Nightmare on Elm Street movies. <laughs> Is the is it's the only thing I can think of because we need to hang out a lot. <laughs> three, four, five, they all follow a formula and a pattern. And so if you like this one but don't like those, it's just because it's not like any of the other ones. And so I think that's what puts a lot of people off to it. I I don't hate it like everyone else does. I rank it kind of low on my list of my favorite ones, but that's just my personal opinion. But there are some things that it does amazing. Uh, the special effects are just as good as the first one. When he fucking the scene where he comes out of Jesse's chest and like yo, drops that his scene box was so floor, fucking good. Fucking Holy shit, amazing! That is just absolutely amazing. Even the beginning when he's just peeling back his head, like that's that's a, a actually terrifying thing for someone to have to see and deal with. It's not 
funny and comical like he gets from three onward. So I really, I really appreciate that kind of stuff. Um, I think the the problem that a lot of people have with it is that the writer and and everyone else working on it just decided to go off the rails with how Freddy works, and then they go back how to it normally in part three, and it's just like a little weird, like I him will, possessing somebody. I will give you that. Being um, your dreams, but you know what? It's West never intended for there to be any sequels anyway, so it's it's what it is. It's what yeah. it is. <laughs> and to be fair, Wes Craven ha- has said that Freddy should not be doing what he does in this movie. Robert Englund says Freddy should not be doing what he does in the movie. But I look at this movie much like I look at uh, Legend of Zelda 2 Link's Adventure or Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest. The rules aren't really fully established. And I'm sorry, but you can't sit here and tell me that in the first Nightmare on Elm Street the rules are established. Because they're fucking not. Oh, no, they, not at all. They're not at all. So I because think, if they were falling, then he shouldn't have been able to come back because there was no more Nightmare Kids and they didn't believe in him anymore. But yeah, whatever. So it it just it doesn't like I I think I think that's bullshit. I think yes, later on you can be like, well, Freddy too doesn't follow what the other ones did. Yeah, but the other ones came out fucking afterwards. They could. That's like, true. That is a hundred percent true. I just don't think it's fucking fair to say that. Um, and and uh, to be fair. I, Freddy in this movie is fucking unnerving. Every time I see his makeup in this movie, I don't know what, I don't know how to describe it, but I feel uncomfortable. It just doesn't look right. And I don't mean wicked looking, man. Yeah, Yeah, and I I don't mean. That's what he's saying, though. Yeah, it doesn't look right in, in, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, that doesn't look good. I mean, it just doesn't look right. It does not look like, like. His eyes looks too sunken in. He fucking, he looks like, uh, he's just fucking horrible to look at. He's genuinely creepy. He makes me feel like he looks like a pedophile. He looks like he's about to fucking diddle me as a child. He looks. And Jerry, I've said it to you before, man. In this one, out of the entire series, I think Freddy looks the fucking scariest in this one. And, And I've told you before that that scene where he's out there at the pool and he turns around and he looks and the flames are going in front of him and his face is all lit up and glowed. I want to get that tattooed on me. It's so fucking mean looking. I mean, he's just, I mean, it's just, just evil right there, man. I mean, it's just so fucking just just scary you know robert england uh improvised that line you're all my children now did he that's cool yeah I, i'm pretty sure he did. i'm pretty sure i i in my research i saw that because i watched um not only did i do my regular reading research yeah, but i watched cool. i watched uh, the special features and i also watched uh never sleep again i, I watched sleep some, again of, I watched some the of the special features on my blu-ray uh fun fact this movie is actually freddy's highest body count out of any of the movies that's because because, he, because of like, the, because of the pool scene, the pool and him scene, being in reality. I fucking dug. I thought the pool scene was badass. It was just him fucking with people. It was him. It is one literally... of the best scenes in the entire series. Yeah, like I like I heard I saw people when I was looking up shit on people just like talking so much shit about this pool scene, but it all seems to be interesting. Oh well, he shouldn't be in real the real world, and I'm like, why uh, not? He comes what? into the real world in the first movie. Can he not come into the real world in the second movie? Well, yeah, he just he does it. He just does it in a different way. To be yeah, fair, I think the whole fucking possession thing is badass because it's basically, dude, Freddy versus Jason is just fucking Freddy two less gay. It is literally Freddy going, "I need someone in the real world to kill people for me, so that people will get scared of me again." 
uh, Mark Patton or, or Jason Voorhees? Yeah, except I mean, he's not in Jason Voorhees. And hey, see, well, think, you know I what? We don't know what he did to Jason while Jason was asleep. <laughs> True. Oh, but I think I think a lot of times voice. that's what people don't pay attention to is the fact that, you know, it, it used to irk me as well, the whole pool thing and whatever. But then when I got to thinking about it a lot more, I mean, the whole goddamn movie before that is Freddie coming into the real world through Jesse every time. And then we see it fucking physically him fucking cut right through Jesse to come to come into the real world. So yeah. it's like yeah. so for people to not understand that fact. It just I'm I don't understand it now because I'm just like okay it's laid out right there in black and white exactly what he's doing. Yeah, because technically every time we see Freddy up until the gym teacher kill, it we're seeing Mark's dreams. Right. Uh I I really need to start calling him Jesse for the character name. We're seeing Jesse's dream and it isn't until the gym teacher kill that we actually see Freddy come out and we basically see Mark Patton get covered in fog and then uh, the shot of not Robert England, Freddy Krueger walk shittily towards a naked gay gym teacher and then kill him, which so the, I, the, another thing I thought was hilarious in my uh, research. And this is pretty common knowledge, but they originally weren't going to use Robert England because they didn't want to give him the raise. And they got some other guy and the dude did so poorly, which you can see in that shower scene, how he just walks like a fucking buffoon. <laughs> uh, towards gay naked gym teacher uh, and it didn't work and they were like Robert England you can have all the money you are fucking the guy um, that's not the right thing to say when talking about this movie uh, <laughs> well uh, but yeah, he likes to feel you from the inside yeah like <laughs> and so I don't and the movie opens up in a cool dream sequence it's got uh, uh, My Chemical Romance Mark Patton sitting on the bus um, as non-makeup uh, <laughs> Robert England drives him into the desert. And it's fucking cool, even though I no clue how they're... Like, I can get over the fact that they've got palm trees there, even though there really should not be palm trees in fucking Ohio, wherever the fuck this is. There's no way there's a desert for you to drive into. Uh, but he drives into a desert, and they're on those teetering rocks, and it's fucking awesome. And then we go into him, like, screaming, and his little sister's like... Why can't he wake up like everyone else, mommy? <laughs> yeah, that family, that family fucking hates him. There's so I, mean I don't know. The mom loves him. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, just in general, they're so mean. Like, dude, it's just a dad that's kind of a dick. He's like night terrors. You put a Take goddamn cherry kid. bomb up the bird's ass, didn't you? Take care of your kid. For real, Jesus. Also, this has got to be the sweatiest horror movie. <laughs> I have ever seen like holy shit this movie sweats so much that fucking uh the the record was melting like a uh fucking what's that guy's name the fucking Salvio Dali what you know who I'm Salvador talking about? Dali Salvador yeah. yes Salvatore Salvador I said it correctly I'm standing by Salvatore Dali yeah, you stand by that. That was actually one of my. That's actually one of my favorite scenes. Is when all that shit is going on in his room. I thought that was really really cool. Oh, dude, when I saw it, and I was like, everything's melting. But at first, I was just like, Jesus, how? Where did his sweat get to? It's everywhere. Well, Freddie was making it hot like a boiler room in the entire it's world. It's getting hot in here, so take off all your skin. Yeah. Um, 
I am possessing you, so you're going to lose your torso now. Yes, it's fucking crazy. Here's another thing. I got a question. If you're a leather-bound gym teacher at a uh, uh, alternative bar, <laughs> and you catch one of your students underage drinking in the bar, at what point do you think it's a good idea to be like, I'm going to take you to, to the school alone and make you run off and then tell you to go get in the showers. It was 1985, man. That is not... <laughs> That's not what happened in 1985. I don't know. Not even in the world... I was two years old in 1985. I have no idea. Not even that in was... the world of Porky's would this happen. I'm just saying, this is I not... don't know, man. Have you seen some of the damn recent things about teachers fucking their students? That's true, and That shit's Jesus. been all over social media recently. I was just Listen. like... Oh, Here's man. what I don't understand. How does he keep not getting caught by the cops? You know what? You're right. How did, like, <laughs> like he... so the cops bring him home after the gym teacher and they don't, they're not like, they're like, we found him. It's like, but you also found his gym teacher, like, murdered. No, no, no. Like... They found him walking down the highway. Right. Yeah, yes, I know. But that same exact highway. night, they found the gym teacher dead. Oh, why like, do that, you not put those be, two together? That would be an instant connection for me if I'm a cop. It's because they didn't want it, like, for once in a horror movie, they were like, no dumb cops. We're not doing it. We're not dealing with that bullshit. But they are dumb cops. Yeah, right, because they got Rod in the first movie fast as hell. Yeah, they are right. Huh. They, they didn't catch fucking shit in this one. Well, uh, remember, even at the end of charge the police force then, and by that time, he's a drunk, as we see in part three. So he's not leading the police force. They're not as good. Here's the <laughs> other thing. When fucking uh, uh, Grady gets murdered, you hear the police showing up. They don't see bloody covered Mark Patton running uh, yeah, fucking across the yard. And then when he gets to fucking uh, the chick's house, she's literally, he's, she's like, no, it's all in your head. And he's like, bitch, I am covered in blood. I just murdered a man. Yeah, there's yeah, blood on my hands. And she literally just does not care. That bitch is so down. She could walk in. <laughs> To him banging another chick, and she would just be like, "You're just so stressed, Jesse. It's okay, right?" And what you know, I, that goes back to your whole fucking the the sweatiest movie. Did you pay attention to how quickly in that scene that she just got looked like she'd been standing out in the rain? Yeah, I mean, she goes from being all dry and everything until right, and then just soon after that, when like the the formation of Freddy is holding her by the face, she looks like she's been standing out in the rain, dude. You know what's weird? If, sweating. Like, the ending to this... I will say this. The way that Freddy gets defeated in this movie is kind of gay. And I mean that in the, in the, like... You were beaten by the power of love. That's the power of love. Like, literally, that's the song that should have started playing at this point because I was just kind of like... I will, that, so that's the one thing I'll say. I do not like how Freddy is beaten in this movie. Um, it's just kind of cliche. I'm like, I, I don't, I'm not afraid of you. And if I make out with you, you'll burst into flames. All you have to do is make out with Freddy and he'll burst into flames. But Freddy's made out with a couple of people in this series, or at least attempted to make out with a couple of people in this series uh, through phones and shit. And never <laughs> once... Uh, cause there was not true love, but she, no, loved... no, it's because he wasn't possessing anybody in any of those other movies. 
Jesse so, you is think inside it was... of him. <laughs> Jesse was definitely inside him. Uh, yes. So, yeah, I, I guess you're right, because there are times where you can tell, like, uh, Freddy is losing a little bit of control because Jesse's kind of bubbling up to the surface, kind of like in Full Metal Alchemist when they've got that one homunculus uh, uh, greed. Not greed. Is it greed? Yeah, greed. Uh, he's got the... Uh, the dude from the Asian country inside of them, and they like can like go back and forth, but you can kind of stop them. So it's kind of like that. If anyone watched Full Metal because Brotherhood knows what the fuck I'm talking about, um, nope. I don't know if I'm that far to be honest with you. Watch it because Full Metal Brotherhood Alchemist is fucking awesome. <laughs> um, holy shit, I teared up. Full like a brother, full, full brother, penis, metal hood, metal. Jacket. Oh my God. This is my rifle. I had sex on a Bible. Uh, wow, you've done that too? Yeah. Jesus gives Dude, the best hand. You want to talk about tearing up just to get off topic because that's what we do. So, like I said last show, I've been listening to Pet Cemetery and the fucking scene where he's flying a kite with his kid. Oh, God, that just hit me in the fucking heart. <clears throat> yeah, that's a fucking. That book is sad. Yeah, I had news. But he wasn't even dead. It was just like I want a kid. I don't have a kid. I miss my dad. Damn, I'm sad. (laughs) (laughs) You should really write that down. (laughs) Haikus by Jay. Um, So yeah, the whole love thing with Jesse being inside him, I didn't really care for. And once again, I don't like the tacked-on ending that the producer from new line keeps putting on these nightmare on elm street movies where he's like i gotta get who, one Bob last Shea? jab in there uh yeah the guy who was he's the guy that plays the bartender in leather yeah it's Bob him. Shea. yeah him i don't like that he keeps doing that he needs to fucking stop um it didn't work in the last movie it doesn't work in this movie um just fucking stop let let the fucking movie end we don't need a last <laughs> freddy stinger we just don't stinger yeah. Um, all right. What's well, something else I can talk about? Uh, yes, do tell. Um, there's so much weird shit in this movie. I love it. The toaster catching on fire and it's not plugged in. And the dad's just like, that's just fucking weird. I don't know. He just accepts it. Um, I, I do like that, that, they, actor. that they bring in the Freddy Krueger killing all the kids. They haven't brought in the fact that he molested them. But I do like the fact that they bring in, they brought in the kids killing thing because when Jesse goes into his little sister's room, like that shit's creepy. The first time when he goes in there and sees her jump roading and he's just like blank face staring at her, fucking shivers down my spine. That shit was fucking disgustingly creepy. Holy and that's, shit. I still to this day find it interesting that that kind of gets lost in in the in the progression is the fact that the, you know they 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 completely basically turn their backs on the fact that he was a child molester. So so let me clear this up maybe you guys might know this but might not. Wes Craven was going to make him a child molester. A news story came out, an actual event came out with a, with a child molester that was similar to Freddy's background. And so he actually wiped that from the script because he didn't want anyone to think he was profiting from that, tra- from that tragedy. So the only movie he's actually a confirmed pedophile in is the remake. In the original series, he's only a child murderer. He's not a child molester. 
Correct. Um, and like I said, I hate the fact that that, that, that gets lost along the way. Cause it's like, that's such a fucking, it's such a fucking shot out and fucked up version of it. But at the same time, I think that just adds more to, I don't, I don't think that Freddie would have become as much of the one liner, uh, cartoon character that he became had that stuck with it. Yeah. Cause I can't see him like making like a one liner Teletubby joke while he's like diddling a five year old. Right. <laughs> I, so, I doubt that that scene would be in it. They would just talk about it, <laughs> but like, I don't well, think they'd actually yeah, show him molesting kids. You get what I'm saying though. I mean, it's just like, you know, I don't think it would have, I don't think that it ever could have went in that direction. Had that, had that been put there so maybe for the the for the benefit of the series yeah but at the same time i think for the benefit of the character i don't think so i think the character would have been that much more sinister had it stayed with it you know what i don't get is if freddie killed children and why does he always come back and kill teenagers one you can scare a child way easier if you you get power from fear you can scare children way better than you can scare teenagers they can't fight back anywhere near as good they can't communicate properly i have an answer too okay (laughs) i have an answer Who, who wants to go first kenneth go ahead all right the 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 biggest answer that i can give you is during the time period when this movie came out it was fucking taboo to kill children, and the only time that I think that I can remember at that time period, and I could be wrong, but uh, was when the kid gets killed in Jaws. Pet uh, a kid dies in alligator. Oh yeah, we got that, but you don't see it as gruesome as it was in Jaws. You got to give credit for Jaws. Pet cemetery. Uh, he gets hit by a fucking truck. Yeah. Well, but that's still. but that's not a, like the pet cemetery shouldn't count because that's he gets hit by a truck, but it's not. Like it's not like it's not really the mur- what's killing people in the movie true. is killing them as uh, to where like that's, that's fair that's fair and then the that's other pa- and then the other part of the answer that I was going to give you is because it's all linked to the original Elm Street children and the original Elm Street children by the time this the the series of movies started were teenagers. Yeah, but here's the thing. Well, it's linked to their parents because the parents killed him. So okay, so listen, I can actually give you story logistic reasons whether it's good writing or not is is up to you guys to decide but i can give you the timeline of events how it happens so parents kill freddie he wants revenge on the parents so he goes after their kids who are now teenagers that's the first movie second movie that doesn't count because they're not that's just weird possession shit and he wants to be in the real world whatever third movie the kids in the psych ward are the last of the elm street children so he goes after them in the fourth movie, the survivors are still M Street kids. He knocks two of them off almost immediately. Then, so he can continue killing, he uses the very last Elm Street child, whatever her name is, Alice or whoever, to transfer his haunting ability to the next set and break free of having to go after the Elm Street kids. And it just continues from there. Yeah, Isn't that just, basically I... a longer-winded version of what I just said? Kind yeah, of, he just, but he I was just used the movies all, to back I was explaining it up. how it all links together because for after after 4, halfway through 4, it's no longer kids from Elm Street anymore. Right, it's you know, um, it's just the people, but that's because he used the last Elm Street kid to transfer his hauntingness to I just don't understand cuz he Patricia just, Arquette's character. He could have just yes. killed the fucking parents like he killed fucking one of the parents in the fucking first movie. Yeah. And then again, there the kid he's possessing Jesse because like in the second one he's not trying like 
I, I don't know. In the second one, you can't argue that he's possessing, like, he's possessing Jesse so that he can use Jesse to kill. And it's not like the first one where he's, like, scaring them in their dreams to build up his power or what he does in future movies. Right. Because if that's the case, he could have done that with the little girl in in the, in the same household as Jesse. True. Like, maybe it's maybe she's not i don't know I, and then the whole fucking i i just feel like it is i will say this i do feel like it is bad writing uh why freddie's doing this and i will say this Wes craven was probably right this probably shouldn't have had sequels because it doesn't hold up very well as it continues the powers never make sense the storyline never makes sense it's always like weak writing stretching it for like it's funny like one-liners and inventive kills. It's like kills. the plot holes get bigger. Yes, like so. Wes Craven was right. There really shouldn't have been the first movie, but I'm glad they made the second movie because I, I fucking <laughs> dig it, man. I I fucking dig uh, this movie. At least you have one that you like. I've got I've got one, baby. Um, and is it Mark Patton's so fucking good in this movie that when he's in that fucking bedroom scene with Grady, holy shit, man, I feel him. I think I was fucking, just waiting on both of them to start sucking each other's cocks. I think that I thought, great. dude, I was so waiting for some Lord of the Rings. I was fucking my hand is down my pants, just waiting. I mean, I yeah, mean, because they were fucking hot, and I was just waiting for it, you know. But yeah, and Jesse was all sweaty and shit. Yeah, man, those fucking kids at the pool are dumb as shit. They're waiting for the parents to go to sleep, and literally as soon as the fucking light switch is off, they start yelling and busting out the beers, and I'm like, <laughs> hold it's because hold they're the expecting dear old mom to be going down on dad. I know, but still, damn, like, fucking <laughs> give it fucking ten minutes. Jesus. It's fucking dumb, man. Uh, why are there whale sounds throughout this entire movie? Every time Freddy's what? on the fucking scene, there's whale sounds. I thought I was fucking crazy, but I watched the special features. They put whale the so- whale so songs. It's to, make you, it's to make you more unnerved. It's supposed to be a psychological attack on the viewer. It's supposed to fuck with your head and make they you were like, like everyone why? why is this happening? I don't everyone like it. It's who's supposed watched to make you this, anxious on every- purpose. I-, I felt like they were just like, look, everyone who's watched this has obviously seen the better movie Orca. So they'll think <laughs> of o- the Orca killer whale every time they hear the whale noises and they'll remember that whale fetus and they'll get even more unnerved. It makes perfect sense. Yes. Why, why was the cereal Fu Manchu? I don't know, but I fucking like, love that. I love I, like, so I love what it built, what it did, because when she put the Fu Manchu fingers on and he saw it, it was subtle. They didn't go crazy with it. They literally just had uh, Jesse look at her and kind of get wigged out, but not make a scene, not flip out, not like, throw a chair or anything like or push back or jump up or anything split her fucking head open or something nothing man (laughs) he just looks at her and he's like oh fuck and it's so like there is some subtlety in this movie where things like that happen that are so great and there's really creepy things that are so subtle even though they're blatantly in your face the baby dogs the dogs with the baby faces like they (laughs) literally do not put that in your face it's just there to kind of creep her out, and it creeps you out, and she just walks right by it, and that's it. One of my favorite fucking scenes in the movie is when Freddy decides to just fucking take a big old bite out of that chick's leg. Yeah, I, I liked it. That. I like it earlier when she thought there were ants all over, and then she looked down, and it's still tied up. 
Right. That was but I, I mean, I, I, I thought that was great. I was just like, if he, <laughs> like you're in a little wrestling battle with this chick or whatever, and you're just going to fucking bite the shit out of her leg. Well, you know, if that's what you're feeling that day. Yeah. And then the fucking rat scare and then the rat scare gets eaten by the cat. <laughs> that was fucking great. Oh, there's um, a there's that spot where fucking goddamn uh, Jesse walks up to the when they first go to the uh, to the fucking power plant, and he walks up to that little cabinet and he opens it up and the rat's sitting there in its nest. Yeah, you remember that scene? And the rat looks up at the fucking Jesse like motherfucker, shut the door. <laughs> Doing rat shit. I thought that was great. Getting ready to train my turtles. Yeah, it's like I could imagine, goddamn, just being irritated at that fact. Turn off the goddamn light! I'm trying to sleep in here, motherfucker. Yeah, fuck it. Um, also, by the way, the main chick in this movie, uh, Catface. Uh, she, about Lisa? Yeah, Cat she's she's not topless in this movie, but she is topless in other movies. In case you wanted to know that. Cell phone. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Kill the Castle is going to take a few minutes break here and we'll we used right to do back. this on Married with Children where I would go and research every um, like hot chick that's on the show if she had been nude and almost all of them been nude one time it backfired because the actress did get nude but she didn't get nude until she was like 60 oh that's funny and it was hilarious uh, that's a nice set of tits she's got going there yeah why is there She's very a little nudity in the Elm Street movies? Like, I've like I've always thought that was weird for slasher movies to not What's have that? nudity. Uh, in the Elm Street movies, like, what, it's like number three, the only one that actually has nudity? Uh, give me a second. Let me scan my memory. Like, and number three, and like, because number two is like the most sexual of all the fucking uh, Nightmare movies. And yet number three is the one with nudity. And I know this because the chick who's nude in Nightmare on Elm Street 3 was in a Married with Children episode. Well, she's hot, too. Eh, she alright. Uh, I want to say this? yes. I want to say yes that uh, 3 is the only one with, like, just very weird. tits like that out in the open. Yeah. So, uh, this movie got really popular in Europe because Europe apparently dug all the homosexual vibes. Which, the actors <laughs> and the director... They were like, we knew nothing. We did not realize. I don't know how they didn't realize, but we knew nothing. And the writer eventually came out and said, look, I put it in there, okay? Yep. That's why it's It like was a, supposed to be subtext. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I think it works. I think... um, Now, Jesse convincingly makes out with a chick. I will say that. He... Well, he's a good no, actor. He is a good actor because he is convincingly hitting that. Um, but he also convincingly covers Grady's mouth and stares at him deeply in bed. So he he's going both ways, and he could have me any day. I really down. wanted to see that happen. I'm not, I'm not even joking. I really wanted to see that happen. I know. I feel like him and Grady should have hooked up, man. Instead I mean, straight fucking, up. I mean, he technically got inside Grady, but that was only his Freddy Krueger uh, <laughs> I also like how Freddy basically, anytime Freddy's on the screen, he doesn't use his glove. It's fucking blades through his fingers. Which yeah, is also another true. great scene when fucking the blades start coming out of Jesse's fingers. Mm-hmm. And his whole arm. Shit reminded me of fucking Tetsuo from Akira. His, with fucking the right. arm fucking busting open. It was fucking awesome. 
and then you see like if you it, when it goes back to the arm the end of the arm like the fucking uh the tips of the fingers look like they're split open with the with freddy's fingers coming through them and damn looks like kind of like split hot dogs and shit like that yeah i will say um the special effects look good in this movie but i also think it's because they they don't ever linger on them like everything is always moving so they never linger on the special effects which is good because after watching the movie like three times in a, in a row this week, there are special effects that don't look that great, but because they don't linger on him, it's hard to notice. Like the uh, when they look through his head and the eyeball is in his throat, that doesn't look that great, but because it happens so fast, you don't notice it because you see the jaw moving and everything, so like it looks like a real person. It's the same thing when Freddy's starting to like when it, when the impression of his face is coming through Jesse's chest. If you take the time to look up at the head of Jesse, it really doesn't look that good. But because oh, all no, the movement, it's certainly it, fake. But right, it's... but but it goes back to the exact same thing that Jerry was saying. There's so much shit going on that you just like you only get a glimpse of it. If in, unless you're somebody that's intentionally paying attention to it, it still looks great and holds up to this day. Yeah, I think that the fucking the special effects in this movie, because of the editing being so fast, definitely helped it. Definitely made it look good. I, I enjoyed all the special effects. I, I enjoy the shit out of this movie. I think the pull scene is awesome when the guy's like, hey, man, calm down. Yeah, that was really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's going to be okay. Are you and trying just, to negotiate with him? <laughs> bitch slaps him. Yeah. It's fucking great. Man, I enjoyed Freddy having a good time. Freddy was out there just fucking having a good time. Freddy Krueger was also kind of like a cat. He literally like was staring at Lisa and just like then like knocked a bunch of shit down. And I'm like, that's what my cat does. (laughs) (laughs) He's my cat. Wait a second. I know. I'm going to get a cat named him Freddy. Name him the Krueger. You don't like him. I like him in this movie. I'll specifically call him Freddy too. Yeah, well, I am, no, you can I'm call him Freddy's stick. Revenge. His full name can be Freddy's Revenge. Oh, fuck, you're right. I can call him Freddy's Revenge. Uh, so I'm definitely on board with Freddy 2 being the best Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Uh, this is definitely my favorite of the series. Um, it's my second favorite. Uh, what's your first? Three? No, New Nightmare. New Nightmare is your first. At least okay, that's okay. a dark one. That's good. Off the top of y'all head, can y'all give me your, your rankings? Yes, I have to. Hold on a second. I write it out every time a discussion comes up in one of the groups i uh so you guys go ahead i just gotta write it out i I don't have a ranking i have a ranking i've got i've got nightmare on elm street 2 into fucking list i'd probably have to i'd probably have to go with it'd be new nightmare it'd be my first favorite the next one in the line would be two and then probably three four one, five, and then six. Is six Freddy's dead? Yeah. Okay. And then I'm I'm assuming the remake's last. Yeah. Okay. okay. You, the remake my, used to be ring. higher in my list, but and then I don't even count Freddy versus Jason. Well, I do. Gotcha. So I have my my ranking is three one, and this is from best to worst. Three one, new nightmare. Four five two. Freddy vs. Jason remake and Freddy's Dead is the worst. Okay, so you're you're kind of like IMDb. You put three under three of the Fre- three of the Freddy movies are under number two. You don't think number two is the worst, and that's one thing I am seeing. A lot of people who say Nightmare on Elm Street two is the worst are the people who really hark on one of two things: 
the gay stuff, which I'm just like, I don't understand your problem. Why can't it be gay? I think the gay shit makes it better. I yeah, think it I, gives the movie more I'm kinda, feeling. I, I'm kind of with you on that. I'm just like, you know, don't get me wrong. The fucking things that are in it are funny. But at the same time, I mean, like, who gives a fuck? You know what I'm saying? I mean, who cares whether goddamn, you know, Jesse's struggling with his sexuality and shit like that. I mean, it's just like the only thing that that does to me is just add more flavor to the movie. Yeah, and it's like, and, and, and it's, uh, you see this kind of shit in a lot of the, go watch Sleepaway Camp and tell me you don't see some gay shit. That shit's fucking direct in that. Yeah, and so in Freddy Revenge, you get the same kind of shit, and it's fine. Like, and I love it because sometimes there's that one scene where they poke a lot of fun of it, where uh, when he shows up to Grady's house and he's like, "Yeah, she wants to be in you, and you want to sleep with me." That shit was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, man. are you kidding yeah, me? Is. That was so fucking good. Um, yeah, so I agree with you, man. I mean, it's just like who gives a fuck? It and, just made the movie better to me. Yeah, and then the other thing is is the whole well, Freddy shouldn't be in real life kind of thing. Which to that, I'm just like, Freddy's no. been pulled into the real world before. I understand that he wasn't that to you. He wasn't pulled in there directly from a dream because instead it's him like taking over the possessed body. Um, which is different because at no point is Jesse asleep in any of the times that Freddy takes over. He clearly wakes up, and it clearly happens to him while he's awake. I think but, him being asleep is kind of like the catalyst sometimes. You know, that just kind of gives uh, gives Freddy the ability to get there. And then that's the when Freddy starts coming through, that's when Jesse wakes up. But at that point, it's too late. You're, you know what? You're right, because he was asleep right before he went and called the and killed the coach. He woke mm-hmm. up, went to the gay bar. Uh, he was asleep right before he killed Grady, which mm-hmm. led into the thing. So, yeah, I mean, he's basically... A, Freddy takes over while he's sleeping. So it is happening with the dreams. We just don't see the dreams this time uh, for those two instances. And he still takes over the body. I just don't, I just don't really, I really don't get the hate and I don't get the snake. Who put the snake on him? I think Freddy used his reality warping dream powers to take the snake from the tank and make it appear on him. I don't care. It was a funny scene though, especially when he shoots Grady the bird. Yeah, that is funny. I I love hit the looks him and Grady have. I love the interactions between him and Grady. Even like when he yell, when he tells Grady to shut up and they're eating lunch and Grady's like, "Want me to shut up?" And he like slams his thing down. Like the interactions between him and Grady are fucking awesome. When he's like, "Grady, what's your problem with me?" He's like, "Nothing, man. Just killing time." Yeah, and see, I actually like that because at the beginning of the movie, you get that 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 impression during the whole scene right before that. You get the impression that it's going to be, okay, he's the new kid and he's fucking goddamn getting picked on. But when it really comes down to it, he's not. They Right after that fucking little scuffle that they have where, uh, where, where Jesse's ass is hanging out, they become fucking best friends. You know what I'm saying? So you got the jock that's becoming best friends with the fucking, you know, the new kid and whatever. So you really don't majorly get that whole... Uh, Jesse being picked on and whatever else, and then he's hanging out with the rich girl and all that. I I really like that because it it wasn't this that movie goes against the tropes. You're right. right. It is not typical for all for the teenage cast. It goes against all those tropes. Right, and even at the beginning, it almost seems like it's going to be that way because when he's on the bus, you know, uh, how did you put it? The way that he looked. Oh, uh, like fucking My Chemical Romance. Right. 
Okay, when he's when he's when he's looking like that at the beginning, you think that he's going to be the outcast kid and blah blah blah, and then come to find out, no, he's fucking hanging out with the rich girl and fucking the jock in school. So it's like it's really really good. I like that. You're right, and we got to talk about the dance scene. We got to talk about this dance scene. I thought who's the better dancer, him or uh, Christer Crispin Glovin uh, from fucking Friday Four? The music was better in Friday Four, but the dancing was better in Mark Night Payton knows how to move that ass. He wore it out, dude. That was so good, man. He's got the glasses going on. He's got the masturbation on the bed jump. I dig it. I fucking dig. I like when he puts the fucking hat on and he does like the fucking like fist forward thing. It's fucking hilarious, man. I fucking like he he puts the fucking the booty bump, man. I thought I'm my favorite part everything was when, that he way. The, when he popped the pop gun. Oh, yeah, yeah. When like, he, he was his... getting his nut, and he's like, boop. I thought that was great. Oh, God, it's so fucking good. And, like, at the time, the, the fucking songs, like, Touch Me All Night Long, Make Me Love yeah. You and Kiss You and Hug You. And it pops touch right me, when the fucking... Touch me, Yeah, when the chick walks in, and it's like, oh, my God. And there's a sign on the door that says, no chicks. Did you ever notice that when she fucking pulls the diary out of the fucking closet, the game up in there is called Probe? Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, when, and I'm like, how do you people not know what y'all are doing? There's no fucking way that y'all cannot see this shit. Because some of that, you know that the fucking Probe game was not in the fucking script. That somebody put it up there. Oh yeah, uh, the, for fucking sure. That there more people had to know than they want to let on. I do think I remember something about the set designer was in on it. Right. But really, yeah. like besides the writer and the set designer, everyone else is pretty much like we knew nothing. Yeah, and I'm just like, come on, man. There's shit that is fucking blatant right there in your face while you are filming it. How do you not understand this? But whatever. I still don't understand how they found that fucking diary in there that just should there's no way that diary would not have been found when they cleared out that house oh yeah absolutely i don't know man because i've went like you know you know i've moved several times in my life and so and like some of the new apartments that i've moved into man there's shit that's fucking you know that you find in there like in the corners of the closets or whatever else man that they don't see when they clean out the place so it's so i can understand so here's i understand both of what you're saying uh kenneth you were correct in most situations but this was a crime scene because they do mention later in the series that it is a uh that her mom actually died in the house and actually they mentioned in this this movie that her, her mom died in the house um but so it was a crime scene so not only would have her nancy and her dad have been cleaning everything out but the cops would have also been through there so I don't know. It's it does seem highly unlikely that in the situation surrounding the house that uh, they would have I didn't left look at the it. diary behind. I didn't look at it that thick, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. So like I like there's there's problems with this movie, but I don't think there's I don't think the problems are as bad as some of the other movies, and I definitely think that. <laughs> There's just as many problems with this as there is with the first movie. I don't think it's... Uh, I will say the third movie I had less problems with, like, story functioning-wise. It was just too fucking goofy for me. But I guess we'll get into that on another time, because at this point, 
we're gonna have to do Freddy uh, Dream Warrior things at some point. Uh, but yeah, so for this movie, I I highly recommend this movie. I definitely think people need to rewatch it and give it another shot just for how fucking terrifying Freddy is in this movie. This is by far the scariest Nightmare on Elm Street movie, the creepiest one, the most unnerving, the sweatiest one, mm-hmm. um, the gayest one, the gayest one, and and the gayest in the best ways. Like this movie. Oh yeah, no, I don't mean that at all with any negative connotations. We're pretty pro- fucking pro gay around here. Oh god, yeah. Every time I get a good parking spot at Target, I think a gay for not pumping out more fucking children. No, y'all don't. No, y'all don't. Y'all don't have that. I was think, I'm sorry. I was thinking about Jay. <laughs> what the fuck? I was thinking about sweaty Mark Patton. I want cookies and milk. <laughs> I want to feed you those cookies and milk. Sir. Oh yes! Welcome to Kill the Cast After Dark. You know what's funny? <laughs> uh, he always like sleeps like in whitey tidies but every time he gets up Jay, to walk around the house like, what, you sleep no like? not him i sleep naked jesse sweet when i uh, hold on i'm gonna get into that in a second uh but every <laughs> i want to say this jesse has respect for a teenager because even though he sleeps in whitey tidies he does not walk around his house like that even in the middle of the night when he wakes up he always gets fully dressed before he leaves his room yeah, when he went down there right before he went to the club, he's, he's goddamn, you know. And it's crazy to me because he's like burning up, fucking hot in his room. And he's then he put goes on down, a long sleeve shirt. Yeah, he's got on a long sleeve shirt that's unbuttoned down the front and jeans, and he's fucking holding himself like he's freezing what? when he gets downstairs. Yeah, and the melting uh, when he wakes up from the melting room, he's wearing like a fucking sweatshirt and then like pink fucking sweatpants. Right. You know, and I'm just like, what the fuck? And he's also like dry as shit at that point, which makes no sense. But whatever. Anyway, I can't sleep naked. Can't do it. I, 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 I just, I, I gotta be, I can barely sleep in like just boxers. I don't even like doing that. I like to have a t-shirt on. I like to have pajama pants on. I like to have socks on. I don't sleep. I don't sleep naked. I don't see how you do it, Jay. Cause I love it. I like sleep. I, I sleep with uh, boxers, shorts on, and socks. No shirt. I always feel constricted if I'm wearing a shirt. I don't have a problem with the shirt. So, so, I gotta wear it sometimes because sometimes Cass, when he tries to wake me up, he'll jump on me, and if I move too fast, I'm getting cut the fuck up. Yeah, Mary Jane, don't do that to me. It's because Mary Jane's fat. Uh, my cat does sometimes she gets she, like when she wants to lay on me, she will just lay on me. And so if I go to move her, she'll be like, no. And she'll try and like grab my shirt. But then she grabs my chest instead. And I'm like, ouch. Harder, daddy. No, I don't like that. <laughs> Sharper. No claws. Sharper kitty cat. Um, so yeah, does anyone have any final thoughts on, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Freddy's Revenge? Oh, excuse me. I was yawning and trying not to on mic, but I did, so I'm going to apologize. Uh, I think people should rewatch it if they haven't in a long time and uh, and just understand that it's not as bad as they think it is. Watch it objectively. Yeah. Hey, and it's Pride Month, so you should watch. So this should be the number one movie you should watch this That's month. true. Yep, yep. Cause... Well, I guess it's a good thing that we picked to do this movie. 
<laughs> yeah, it kind of worked out. But yeah, I do want to point out, like, like pay attention to the teenage characters. This is like one that goes against all the tropes. I mean, hell, you have a scream king for once. Um, well, <laughs> what? Even Mark says that he's a scream queen. He is, but for the sake of the argument, I'm going to say scream king since he's a final. He's a final boy. He's he's the Backstreet Boys of scream queens. From Zan, you know, oh, he's a backdoor boy and likes to scream. Uh, yes, exactly. While listening to Queen. Uh, so yeah, man, I fucking I really dig this movie, and I will definitely say this is one movie I I see myself watching. Uh. Every once in a while, I could I could see putting this in and fucking jamming out. I need to know if there's a commentary track. It's not all, there's not one on my Blu-ray, and I don't know if there's ever been a release before that has one. But I feel like if it wasn't on the Blu-ray, then there's not because it had special features on it, but it didn't Dude, have a commentary track. When it really comes down to it, man, I mean, think about it. I mean, you look at all the special features that have came out on the fucking you know the original dvd releases then you've got the fucking disc that came out with the original box the first box set that was released you know the black one that had his that had his body with his arms stretched out across it i used to have it and then you've got the blu-ray fucking box set that came out and then you've got uh all the ones that came out at walmart and then on top of that you've got fucking uh uh, never sleep again. I mean, so when it really comes down to it, I, I, between all those things, I think you got just about as much information as you're going to get. I do, but I just fucking love commentary tracks, man. There's some things you get in commentary tracks you just don't get, no matter how many special features you watch. There's just something about it that just digs deep. Uh, like, I highly recommend, like, the Scream Factory Pumpkinhead commentary, because you find out kind of cool shit in that one. Um, so but I it's like... There was more. It's, but it's like the same thing with, I mean, you look at how many fucking, you got the box set that I've got for Friday the 13th, and that's got some hella special features on it, and then you've got the damn, uh, the His Name Was Jason DVD that came out, which is a fucking full-length damn uh, look-back retrospective on it, and then you've got damn uh, Camp Crystal Lake Memories. You've got that, and then I, I don't even know what fucking special features is in the box set that Jay's got. Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. It's pretty much all the Paramount Blu-ray releases, special features. Uh, They're pretty much just repackages of those discs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, so it's like, you know, eventually you're going to get as much as much information as you can on certain things. You know, I just wish these companies that put out documentaries like Never Sleep Again and Camp Crystal Lake Memories and fucking the one that they did on Return of the Living Dead and um, the one that's, you know, Leviathan for fucking uh, Hellraiser and all those. I just wish they would continue to put out ones that are like that because they're they're very in-depth and they're really, really cool. I agree. I fucking love horror documentaries. Uh, and there's just, there's not enough of them. There's a few that cover a lot of stuff, but I like, like what Kenneth says, the ones that are specific on a franchise or a movie and it really digs it. There's like just desserts for creep show. That's really good. There's one coming out on um, uh, Anthony Perkins for Psycho. Uh, that's supposed to be really good. I'm waiting for that to drop. So that's yeah, cool. we definitely need more of those. They put out that one for George Romero, the one that I've got. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched that one, but that one was really good. It it covers everything, not just the damn dead movies, but it covers all the rest of them that he did. I really want to see his movie Martin. I've never seen that movie, and I really I haven't seen it either. 
Neither one of y'all have seen it? Uh-uh. Damn. That could be an episode. Yeah. Because it'd be something that we've ne- all fucking, of us have never seen. We could fucking find it. Um. So, yeah, guys, fucking... That's it. That, that's it. That's A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. This was a pretty quick episode, but it was a damn fun one. It was fun. Our Nightmare on Elm Street episodes are fun. Three might be even more interesting because I can talk shit. Um, I really, I, to be honest, though, I don't have, like, tons negative about it. It's just, it was a little too goofy for me. So, I don't know. We'll we'll have to tackle that. Uh, are we going to keep them in succession? Yes, yes. I say it. I say it doesn't matter when. Like it can be a year from now if we that we do three. But I just say we do them in order. Oh, 100 percent. We'll definitely do them in order, for sure. Um, and with that being said, uh, coming up for Kill the Cast, I don't know what we have. Um, we just did. We did just put out a episode of Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, tackling uh, the South Korean Kaiju flick Yongri, Monster of the Deep. And that was a super fucking fun episode. Um, so what movies do y'all want to see us tackle next? What horror movies do y'all want us to do? I kind of want to make... Uh... Humanoids from the deep. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I think uh... we just need to go ahead and do it. Oh, God. I want to make... I kind of... I want to see if I can find a copy of... I only have it on Blu-ray, but see if I can find a copy of Opera for y'all to watch. Because I kind of want to do a Dario Argento movie. Is it on I mean, Amazon? Because there's a or Shutter rather? Because there's a lot of stuff on there. I will have to look, but if it is, I would really like us to do Dario Argento's opera. Because I would really like to see one. I'd like to see how Jay's gonna do with the Giallo movie. Uh, because it, it would be kind of interesting. Because I'm really not sure. Have you ever even seen a Dario Argento movie, Jay? I okay so. Feel free to crucify me, but I'm pretty sure I've seen Suspiria, but I do not remember. Like, it's going to be one of those things where as I'm watching, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've definitely seen this. But I'm pretty sure that's the only one, if any. Gotcha. Yeah. Suspiria is a fucking... It's Suspiria is one of those movies that the story is very thin and doesn't make sense. It's a very visual movie. Well, that's okay. It's a I very like atmosphere movie. Um, and it's, it's really fucking good... Uh, if you want to blo- bind, blo- uh, fuck me and the fucking Mark Patton, Jesse Grady love triangle with Lisa. Um, shit. Lisa. Uh, run around a gym, sweaty. Um, look, if you want to blind buy a fucking Blu-ray, that Synapse fucking release you need to get of Suspiria. Highly recommend. Is it Region A? Because I don't have a Region A. Yes, Region Synapse is is Region A. Okay, Um, I'll look into it. They're they have two different versions. They have a a, um, a my birthday's coming up. One. (laughs) They have a steel case one, but that one's pretty expensive. But they have a regular release of it, and that regular release of it has uh, artwork by our buddy uh, Joel Robinson. So and it's fantastic, fucking great artwork. in fact, I wish I would have bought a shirt of that instead of Black Christmas now, just because that artwork is so fucking good. But I have a print of that artwork, so I need to put that up on my wall. Dude, so, I was surprised at how many people, fuck, speaking of Joel, I was surprised at how many people came up to me when I was at the Renaissance Festival and fucking were like, dude, fucking Nightbreed, blah, 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 because that's what I wore that day. Even a chick that I would not have expected whatsoever to know who it was, she was just like, man. I haven't seen a Nightbreed t-shirt in 30 years. She was just like, 
where did you get that from? And, you know, I told her about Days of the Dead and Joel Robinson and stuff like that. And she was like, she was blown away by it, man. I, I, I just never realized that so many people would fucking recognize damn Nightbreed. For real, Night because Nightbreed's not like a super well-known, like it's well-known right. in the horror community, but it's not well-known to just everyone, you know? Yeah, and I like just had random people, people fucking just pointing at it and being like, fuck yeah, man, Nightbreed. And I was like, wow. I wonder how many of many of those people have never seen the director's cut. They've only seen that terrible theatrical cut. Probably most of them. Oh, that's sad. They need to watch the director's cut. Because that last chick that said something to me about it, she was she was there with her kids and she remembered it from when it came out. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Oh man, Nightbreed's so fucking good. Um so yeah, guys. Uh, do you want to see us tackle a Dario Argento movie? Do you have a movie you want us to see in general? fucking let us know and if you want to force us to do one there's always patreon and uh we're gonna try to plan to do some more patreon stuff soon to kind of get some stuff out there for you um so hopefully soon you'll get some cool shit with that but nonetheless do you want us to see doro Gento? should we do opera or since jay's probably never seen one except for maybe suspiria yeah I, okay so recommend? i know for a fact that i've watched the opening scene to suspiria <laughs> where the cheek uh, hangs herself well, kenneth what have you seen from doro Gento? do you know or is it just suspiria? I, can't, I, I can't remember specifically i know i've seen a few of them but i can't remember which ones they are it's 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 they're not Dario Argento movies are not one of those that I, I, at the time that I was paying attention to his movies, really put in in high regard like Fulci. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I actually am looking forward to going back and getting into him. Well, I got to say, man, I have been blazing through fucking Argento movies. And uh, they are so fucking good. There's only one that I didn't really like. And I feel like I need to rewatch it because I didn't. I just don't feel like I paid enough attention. Because with those movies, you really do have to pay attention. Um, and even then, they might not make sense because Argento really doesn't give a shit if he makes sense to you. <laughs> Especially Suspiria and fucking uh, Inferno. Inferno made no goddamn sense. But damn, was it pretty. So I'm looking forward to it. So, but I think you two would dig fucking opera. Cause it's cool as shit. Um, except, and mostly because I want to see how y'all feel about the metal music compared to how I feel about the metal music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that being said, guys, um, iTunes uh, reviews contest will be next week. We'll give away two prizes. Or not next week, next episode. Because I was having problems with my iTunes again. I've got to get it figured out. Sorry, guys. That's my bad. I'll fix it. Get it figured out. And we'll give away uh, two prizes for iTunes and Patreon. Um, other than that, we are going to get out of here. Check out news from the news dropping weekly. Um, Jay's we're doing an awesome job on that. Yeah, we're still experimenting with which day. I was doing it on Wednesdays, and then two weeks ago, I was late, and we got a lot of views. And so I decided to drop it on Friday this week, I, but I dropped it late because it those things, a 20-minute video takes about 40 minutes to to render and then about an hour and a half to upload to YouTube. It so, and I'm on the West Coast, which means my time that's like six or seven by the time it's done uploading is already past when people are watching stuff. So it probably felt like it dropped on Saturday for you people, but we're experimenting with that. But I'm happy with how they're coming out. I like it. Uh, I feel like they flow really well and they're entertaining and informative enough. 
and Jay's right because it takes me forever when I when I I usually wait until I have like three podcasts I've got to upload to YouTube before I do it because it literally takes like fucking all day to to make the video is easy. It's literally podcast picture, uh, fix a few things, render it out, which doesn't take that long on my computer, but it still takes a while. But then after I render it out, it's like a six gig video. So I then have to put it through another program to bring it under a gig, then upload it so it doesn't take quite as long. Because the video quality doesn't really matter for a static image. It'll still look good. So I don't have to go through all that bullshit for that. But yeah, rendering and uploading takes forever and it is the bane of my existence. (laughs) So with that being said, guys... We are out of here. Thank you for joining us. Check us out on Legion Podcasts. Uh, check us out on Podbean. We're all over the place. We are on YouTube. We got a Patreon. Uh, we got a Facebook group that's popping. We're doing all kind of cool stuff. Uh, Jay, do you have any parting words? Um, no. Watch our stuff. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and give Jay feedback. Kenneth, you got yes, any parting please. words? Skeet, skeet. <laughs> that's what mark Patton said to grady while he was sleeping yeah he did <laughs>